this is the podcast um the song oh, oh. <laughs> dude i think we should get lord to record us a new song that, that song's not that good yeah no it's tough with the intellectual property these right. days right it's like it's tough to get lord in the room it's even tougher to get ryan from the bachelor in the room dude true i gotta i'm firing i'm firing my agent i'm firing ryan's agent like i he i've been more than accommodating and ryan has not come on to the podcast yet for those of you who don't know um we they, recently they re- know they, they they know the whole the whole me and Ryan saga. That's true. For those of you who don't uh, <laughs> follow at Scrimpleton's um, Substack page, yep. Uh, <laughs> Cole uh, reached out to former Bachelorette's contestant Ryan. If you guys don't remember Ryan, he was the investment director from Boston. From Boston. And he was eliminated like week two or three, right? Yeah, week two. So Ryan got maybe like four minutes of screen time, which is the same amount of time that I witnessed him in the Logan Airport. So, you know, you could say that I know him twice as well as anybody in, in Bachelor Nation knows him. Yeah, you've been out here networking, dude. Networking, fucking getting followed on LinkedIn by him, researching about grub properties. You know what Grub Properties does? No, what? That's this is Ryan's place of work. That's correct. We're doxing right now. <laughs> oh my god! All right, yeah. For all the dozens of listeners, uh, mm-hmm. what does Grub Properties do? I believe that they are a real estate fund um, dealing mostly with office space. So I'm sure he's a busy, busy man these days in the year 2022. Yeah, the hybrid market is booming. <laughs> oh my god, dude. He is managing dozens of 20-year-olds that don't want to come into the office. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Cole reached out to Ryan. And Ryan, if you're listening, uh, you know, hope we, you come on the pod. Yeah, so. Ryan, it, like if you're listening, this is a big business opportunity for you. We retract everything that we said, including all this stuff just now. We are also active in the real estate place. We're moving from Southie to another part of Southie. That's right. We are on the map in two places right now. We've got our heads in the game in the real estate business. You could say that we're Boston-based. I believe in my initial LinkedIn DM to him, I actually used the words Boston-based. Although the Lover Boys LLC is based in Delaware for tax purposes. For tax purposes, yes. Uh, so Cole reached out to Ryan on LinkedIn, I think, uh, you know, offering to have him as a, the, our first ever guest, if you don't count Brendan, mm-hmm. on the pod. And Ryan left him on red. That's right. I got ghosted by someone who just got ghosted by Gabby and Rachel. So, yes. You know what? We'll we'll fight another day. You know, I uh, think we'll we'll have to. You know, I guess we'll settle for Jesse Palmer. But um, we could know. get one of the twins for episode one, probably. Right, dude. I could so start lying to the twins and say that you know that I'm a hiring manager at whatever insurance thing that they worked at. I mean, I could, you know. You could say you're an alum from the college that they went to. That's right. The college that they didn't shut the fuck up about in their one minute of screen time. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Ryan, come on the pod. And come on for the those pod. of you who are wondering, you know, you just released an episode with Brendan, who is purportedly the third host. Where is he? Mm hmm. Uh, well, Brendan showed up to the podcast. I, a lot of people were complaining on our subreddit uh, about you know him being sleepy. Yes, yes, he was high to the taping of the podcast. And no, we're not okay with it. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, we thought about telling you guys that Brendan had coronavirus and that he, that's why he mysteriously left. But we should just come clean and say that 
Brendan showed a lack of professionalism. Um, he broke the law, you know. I mean, even in Massachusetts, if it's legal, federally, not so. So, I frankly, we did. You're talking fa- about Nyquil, right? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Nyquil. Yeah, the the underground kind of Nyquil that you can get here in South Boston. So mm-hmm. Brendan showed up very sleepy to the podcast. wasn't all that entertaining, so we nixed him. Yep, that's right. And uh, you know what? The uh, uh, Lover Boys Nation also responded in suit. It was our uh, lowest listened to podcast of all time. We dropped one thousand subscribers, and um, you know it's a long road back up. And like the episode length, we thought would be a gift to basically people who are people who are thirsty people who are wandering in the desert being like where can i find a bachelor podcast of two dudes discussing the bachelorettes in a comprehensive and hilarious fashion we thought we'd be given a gift with an hour and what was it 19 minutes mm-hmm. you know we thought people would eat that up but i guess brendan's inclusion kind of just killed that whole thing you could say that it was a gift that uh we kept the receipt on, you know? Right. Uh, I mean... We'll come back with two hours, maybe we'll, three. That's right. The Lover Boys experience. That's it. Yes. Lover Boys is going to be a multimedia, probably like a 3D ride, if I had to imagine. We might get Ryan to take a hit of a joint on the podcast and his real estate corporation could go under because of the effects of him smoking a joint on our podcast. Grub Properties. <laughs> yes, Grub Properties, please, please work there for our boy Ryan, who is still a friend of the pod. He might have read our message and just, you know, he hasn't gotten to it. He's very busy. That's true. Yeah, we consider him a friend of the pod, a coworker of the pod, potential employer of the pod. A friend of Cole's from the airport. Yes, a friend of mine, a friend of Anna Riley's from the airport. Yes, roommates with a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm, a mutual friend of ours. Correct. Um, all right, Cole, let's get into it. We have hometowns in episode, uh, I don't know, six or seven of this. <laughs> this is probably the most hometowns that have ever been visited, Dude, correct? Yeah, we had six hometowns in a single episode. Um, and for those of you who are you know, opening up your Excel spreadsheets and saying, hey, wait a minute, they've only eliminated enough people so that there's seven. Um, they push Avon inexplicably to another day. We just don't get to see Avon's house. Yeah, I think they could have figured that out, how to have one extra hometown. I was confused the whole time, like, where's Avon? I thought people might even get eliminated on this episode, but then I was like, all right, we're definitely not going to see that. Yeah, man. I I mean, that's how I felt too. Lo and behold, we actually did get the rare hometown elimination. Um, I mean, we're just, you know... I was going to start chronologically, but this was by far the biggest moment for me. I'm just going to hop right in. Tyler, fucking Jesus Christ, I've never seen someone get mauled on television like that. That was brutal. I haven't watched the new Game of Thrones show, mm-hmm. but I'm confident that this was the like most impactful death on television this week. Yeah, dude, this was Jane and Breaking Bad combined with, like... The burning of the little girl on Game <laughs> of Thrones. This is... What happened to Tyler on this episode is actually worse than that. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, the wild thing is he's also, like, 24 and really excited about life. So, like, he will bounce back. But at the same time, Rachel gutted him. He was just absolutely... He, he couldn't have flown closer to the sun. That's what I think this is, is that, like, sweet, sincere Tylers 
never ever get a get a fair deal on this show. Tyler is a bit of a new soul, you know. Yeah. He he it doesn't seem like he's experienced a ton of heartbreak and hurt in his life. I mean, imagine needing to like show up in a week to sell corn dogs and like fix oh. the fix the basketball machine on the Jersey Shore. Dude, going back and working at the Jersey Shore that he got broken up with. She sat him right down beneath the fucking Ferris wheel and fucking <laughs> what was once a nostalgic place, maybe even Tyler's happy place. I mean, he's so big on these board this boardwalk game industry. Yes. And he gets his heart broken for all to see in a horrifying fashion well dude also they had rachel play a game and um i'm sure the producers kind of juiced the game a little bit either had her do a couple tries or just said oh hey you won hooray because she was walking away with two giant stuffed penguins that's his bread and butter dude that's how he puts money on the fucking table yeah how do you not crush with the opportunity to give a lovely lady a big stuffed animal dude he rigged the game yeah man and you know couldn't thrill her with that dude i think i definitely felt bad for rachel because i think on a real note like she did the right thing she saw like hey i'm actually not into smiley tie and uh you know, for at my core, I just don't see a future with him after, um, you know, I've had such a great experience with Zach's family and she nixed it in the bud before, uh, you know, even going to meet his family. And I think she did it as best she could, but boy, did Tyler not make it easy by telling her that he was falling for her. Literally. So he was in the middle of like a paragraph long profession of love that like could not have been more sincere and nice. And Rachel literally had to say, wait, 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 wait. And then just broke down ugly crying. It was it was really tough, man. Tyler didn't shed a tear. It looked like he no. rubbed his eyes once. But I don't know if that's like, all right, I'm on camera. I think I'm supposed to have cried by now. Or if he's just stronger than the rest of us. I'm, I'm going the latter, man. I think he may just be like broken in a non-messy way. The other thing is that like... If you're Rachel, like, yes, okay, you did him the solid by not going and meeting his family and getting further attached, but you still definitely, like, you basically made this guy fly out from Europe to New Jersey and made this whole thing of it. Like, you still mega inconvenienced him and his family by making them come on The Bachelorette. And it's wild that, like, there's nothing you can point to that he did wrong. No, like he was that, batting a thousand. He was so cute and nice at everything, dude. You bring up a good point. Like, this isn't something that she could have known. Or, like, we think, like, oh, you should have known. But she didn't know until she's there on this fucking Jersey Shore boardwalk. When this is this guy's whole thing. And she sees him, and he's being a chum. And, uh, you know, she knows in that moment, she's like, fuck, I can't go on. Sorry, producers who are like hanging out at Tyler's family's house. Yeah. They cut to his house. Dude, that was the fucking worst part. Dude, this show is so evil sometimes where it's like, okay, it looked like a good six hours passed between middle of the day when Rachel and Tyler break up and Tyler coming home and telling his family what happened. The fact that they still sent people out to Tyler's house is maddening. It's so sad. I'm, like, devastated for them because he busts in the door putting on, like, the bravest face I've ever seen. 
like big smile. They're all so stoked to see him. And they're like, I knew it. I knew she was the one. He's smiling ear to ear. And Tyler's like, yeah, um, yeah. So I saw Rachel today, and they're like, yeah, you saw Rachel today. Uh-huh, go uh-huh, on, where uh-huh. is she? They're about to do the biggest crowd pop of all time. Like, you know that meme of the big bar with the screen, and everybody goes, <sighs> This is what's tragic about it. Listen to my take right here. With the fucking absolute train wreck that visiting Tina's family was for Rachel, you don't think that if the producers flipped the order of that and had the really hard-to-please family go first, you wouldn't be like, all right, well, like, let's let's see what Tyler's working with. Like, this was such an easy crowd to crush with, Cole. Literally, had Rachel been allowed to step into the Tyler house and had she not done the really hard thing of breaking up with him, she probably would have been talked back into it. A whole family hyping her up and telling her how beautiful she is. Like, that would have actually kind of worked. I would love that. I've never met a family of, uh, like, either, you know, like, whatever, where I just walk in and I'm being called, like, beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Never had that happen. I feel like I have to earn it more often than not. Right. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, no knock against the girlfriend's family. What do you anything. do for work, Cole? Yeah, yeah. I definitely get pretty boilerplate questions, <laughs> at least on the first one. You what know? did you do in college? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, I, I mean, I definitely had to work myself into their good graces a little bit. You know, I think that's the natural order of things. Yeah. Uh, and is that because of what we're working with? And Rachel's just a beautiful, lovely, sweetie baby angel? Or is that just, you know, a, a product of the show? Like you're in the bachelorette, you're in a position of power. The family should be thrilled to meet you at Tino's family. Dude, I mean, if I had a season of reality television under my belt and I was already slightly famous, I think, you know, Tino's family would like me a whole lot better. I'm just saying it right there. I know T- Tino doesn't go that way. I think I could have nailed that interaction. You think you could have uh, crushed with definitely Tino's dad? Dude, Rachel doesn't know how to talk? Absolutely yes. I, I could have stepped into that hostile situation and told him exactly what's going on. You know, Rachel basically, she did like the fake nice thing where you kind of like smile and you're, you're like, oh yeah, uh-huh. Well, you know, and, and like, they asked her what her favorite thing about Tino was. She froze up and said, well, he donates blood, which I think is so sweet. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you're bombing right now. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a bomb. I mean, it wasn't easy to crush. But yeah, you'd have to think that if if Rachel threw kind of one little, like they're grilling her with questions, she's like, you know, rubs her collar. It's like getting kind of hot in here, huh? Dude. And like, you know, little joke to lighten the mood, anything. 100%. I mean, Gabby, we know Gabby would have absolutely smoked them. Like, because Gabby not only defends herself, but she's also funny. Like, she can deflect any weird backhanded, like, accusation that they make with jokes. Like, that's kind of the, the you know, that's kind of the elite thing with Gabby. That's why we think that she's, you know... That, that's why we think that she's better at this than Rachel, generally speaking. Rachel, like, her only two moves are making out and crying, neither of which help you in this situation. Yeah, when you encounter a problem in life, if you're Rachel, that you can't wrap your legs around and kiss a bunch, it's a tough thing. Right. The, the only other thing is crying. And, you know, I, I listen, the dumbest part of it to me was that... <laughs> August just very subtly tried to open a hard seltzer pretty close to the microphone. That's definitely staying in the cup, bro.
as as intended. Go mm-hmm. on. <laughs> the the part that pissed me off was that like right afterwards, Tino and Rachel. Rachel's like on the verge of crying here, and Tino's like, literally, you know the. I think he sounded like you at the end of you dap me up, where he's like, yeah, I think that went well. <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel's like, you're kidding? No, it didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Your, your your family just like traumatized me. What are you doing, bro? Dude, I will say if you go back and watch it, not to neg you, but I, I do think Tino was aware that like he didn't crush. Oh, yeah. He was just speaking into existence that it was fine. He's like, oh, yeah. They, look, they, they loved you. They loved you. And she's <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like there's a lot of ways that could have went. And that was definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Clearly, Rachel had zero fun there. I think Tino had zero fun. Um, can't imagine the mom and dad are fans of reality television. No, it doesn't seem like they watch much or knew what they were getting into. So for those of you who didn't see the episode, mm-hmm. every hometown seemingly you know, can go one of a few ways. Oftentimes, the families are like, hey, we're on a hit TV show called The Bachelor or the bachelorette our child told us about this months ago so we started watching reading up on it we know what this is about we know this is one person dating a lot of people like you know we're gonna prepare for this kind of thing tino's family rachel goes in and they're like this none of this is real uh (laughs) how do you know him at all you've only had conversations on camera basically and the audience is like uh yeah Mm -hmm. yes it's like, look, you are reacting with normal people reactions, but you have to remember that this is reality television. Normal is completely out of the window. It would be like, you know, if like, say my kid was getting, you know, he, he was an NFL prospect. Okay. And I'm like, so what is this? They just like tell you where you have to work. <laughs> you just get picked by a team. And if you have to move to Arizona, that's what you do. This is bullshit. What? They've only known you for a couple of months. (laughs) I don't want to live in Detroit. Yeah. And like, that is the level of hostility and yelling that like Tino's mom and dad were doing. It was brutal to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the the chief uh, sort of combatant here was Tino's uh, vaguely Asian father. Yeah. Who does not look... At all, like, Tino, Tino, needless to be said, but, like, same with the mother. Like, I just don't see Tino coming from this family, and he didn't really do a lot to, like, defend Rachel. You can be a vehement defender of significant other meeting the parents for the first time. You can kind of throw some shade at your parents. Tino was just kind of a uh, bystander in that whole interaction. Yeah, man. I could kind of tell, you know, you get a little window into the parent-child relationships in hometowns where it was like, when we saw Jason and his mom, Jason's mom trusted the shit out of him when he said, you know, look, I love Gabby, but proposing might be really hard. I don't know if I can do it. Like, he was very, like, upfront and real, and his mom was like, yeah, that's legitimate. That's all cool. Tino's parents walked all over him. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, and Tino didn't stand up for himself, and Tino's brother just, like, <laughs> sat there with his hair. Yeah, man. Tino having a silent, slightly, like, oilier brother than him that was a crazy addition to not, you know, how do you watch your parents just freak out on national television and not say a word, dude? Yeah, if Tina's forehead is like Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. his brother's forehead is like whatever the name of that one in Africa is that's like even bigger. True. Yeah, the <laughs> grease is off the charts, man. Yeah, man. He, uh, 
Man, we, we got to pick a new thing besides waterfall because I can't think of a single one, dude. Is he, is he the Amazon River? Is he the Nile? No, I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's tough to even uh, put a, a forehead to a waterfall. Um, Yosemite Falls, that's a big one. That is pretty big. I think I think the one in Africa is bigger, Cole. I think even Niagara by volume is definitely bigger. Yeah. It's, a, it's more horizontal. There's a lot more room because Yosemite's a little stream – it's jetting way out over the rocks and stuff, but you're right. It's not that, you know. What the fuck is that one in Africa? I want to say it's like Victoria, maybe. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Yo, yo, Jamie, could you look that up for Jamie, us? Jamie, pull up Victoria Falls. Just pull up Africa Waterfalls compilation. Whoa, that's so pretty. Dude, that's awesome. Good job, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> um, so anyways... Um, no, Jamie, you can minimize it. Uh, so basically, Tino takes her uh, Rachel outside after just being assaulted by the family. Um, have we covered the assault of the family? Basically, the mom sits, you know, sits Rachel down and is like, points at the cameras, basically, like, none of this is real. Yeah. And the dad is like, how do you even know him? Like, yeah, the, the dad name really three said, things like, about him. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. Like, making Rachel say things about Tino in order to prove her love. Dude, in that situation, like, you know, I, I love my girlfriend and have been dating her for two and a half years. I could say many things about her. But if an angry little man points at my face <laughs> and says, name three things about your girlfriend, I'm, I'll be like, uh, brown, brown hair. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I would freeze the hell up, dude. It'd be so terrifying to have that crazy man attack me with that. And on top of that, like, Rachel definitely knows these guys less than anybody in a real relationship would I, I feel like getting compliments from a bachelorette in this season is kind of like reading your horoscope mm-hmm. where it's like you know you're so sweet and like oftentimes you can f- get frustrated but you are so positive on the inside and you're like really hard working as well but you need to be like it's just it can apply to anybody dude my favorite one this season was i think rachel said to one of the dudes he makes me feel so at ease. And I'm like, so he's not threatening to you? Why? Like, he makes me feel so at ease is like a very nebulous and broad thing to say about someone. You know T- what I mean? Tino is basically, I don't really use nicotine, so I have Tino. He makes me feel at ease. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just total vapid stuff. Uh, but Rachel's trying her best, trying to name anything about Tino. She's like, he gave blood, whatever. So Tino and Rachel go outside, and Tino's like, Whew. and Rachel's like holding back tears. And Tino's like, look, like I promise, they they loved you. You know, they they loved you. And she's like, really? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the the way that Tino like saved this horrible interaction was like. Rate, you know, Rachel, it looks like she was about to call it quits on him, honestly, with how bad it was going. And Tino just drops the, I love you, and then puts her in the car, and then she leaves. Important distinction. Oh, sorry, I'm falling in love with you. Yes, so we need to, we don't have all the details here. We would literally need to keep, like, an Excel spreadsheet as to which of these seven guys said what. But Right, and, like, why would we do that? What are we, like, a, you know, a podcast that covers The Bachelor? Yeah, know? exactly. Like, you know... You're going to go to the ringer if you want that spreadsheet mm-hmm. action. But uh, <laughs> so we have to talk a little bit, Cole, about the ver- verbiage yes. and the phrases used. So in my opinion, it goes like this. 
number one, and I'm not even including like I I have feelings for you. I could see a future with you. I'm not I'm not yeah. including that. Starting at the bottom of the pyramid, it is like I'm falling for you. Mm-hmm. No L word. Yes. Don't really know what it means, but it is a thing that's commonly said. You got to get to it at a certain point to say it. Whatever. Number two. I'm falling in love with you. Right. Use the L word with both a pre-qualifier, falling, and then after you throw that, I'm falling in love with you. Not I'm in love with you. The falling and in are both kind of qualifiers in this. So you foreshadowed my number two, the second highest uh, phrase of praise on The Bachelor is I'm in love with you. Right. And this is actually where Clayton kind of made his money last season because he told two girls, I'm in love with you. And then once the Susie thing was starting to fall apart, he then jumped. He he jumped the shark and said, you're, you're actually not a level two in love. You're a level one highest. I love you. I love you. Yes. That's number one. So it's falling for you, falling in love with you, mm-hmm. in love with you. I love you. And by the way, we should also like clarify when the bachelor or bachelorette, aka like the main person says it, that is like 10 times more important than when the the person, uh, the pursuer says it. Because, you know, I, I think this has kind of been the season, I mean, with Tyler, with Zach a little bit, we've seen, especially on the Rachel side, some un some, I guess, unrequited in loves, some unrequited um, falling in loves. She, she, I think, has been very careful this season to not reciprocate, which, I mean, you know, to the fellas probably feels terrible, but I think the reason why the Clayton thing got so weird was because he was the main guy and the contestants were all like, holy shit, I win. All three of them basically privately thought that they were the one. And not only that, I shouted it from a rooftop. Dude. <laughs> Clayton, for nobody who watched the Clayton season. Rachel, I'm in love with you. Yeah, he shouted it from the rooftop and like told other the other two contestants in the final three. This last season, of course, was the season that we recorded a podcast every week, but kept it because Archive. Yeah, and it was just it was kind of like a preseason, you know, as practice for us. Mm-hmm. Um We'll we'll open the vault someday. Yeah, that'll be for our Patreon. Yep. <laughs> um, so that was Tino's saving grace to say to Rachel, hey, like, that fucking sucked. Our, my my family didn't like you. Uh, uh, I'm falling in love with you. Right. And honestly, even after he said that, I was, like, pretty sure, like, yeah, the Tino thing's screwed. Even if he makes it out of this, like. It was like an onside kick where it's like, I guess it could work. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, you think last week he had that weird egotistical blow up where like he wins the Cheese King competition and he's like, I'm the fucking Cheese King. Where's my rose? Yes. <laughs> like As he- you should say, as the Cheese King. <laughs> Everybody knows the Bachelor rules, which is if when you're the Cheese King, you get the rose. When you lift cheese for the longest amount of time while looking the most out of shape, you deserve a rose. Yeah, by the way, I don't think we covered this. Do you think that they lifted the cheese or do you think that they kind of stood with cheese weighing them down? I mean, it must have started with a lift. It had to have been lifted at some point. It was it was one lift and then it was kind of holding cheese. I'm just it, listen, it looked hard. It looked difficult. 
congratulations to pro athlete Tino. It's like holding a plank. Yeah. It's like the sheer amount of gra- gravity is the workout. But that's the thing, though, is that, like, it's the difference between a plank and a push-up, where it's like, the guy who's awesome at push-ups, which in the Rachel crew, I'm going to probably give it to Zach, right? Maybe Zach or Bro, give Tyler? me, no, give me fucking Avon, dude. Oh, that's a great- Avon would bang out, like, a set of, a set of fitty. I, you know, I would watch Tyler versus Avon, you know? Tyler does have short, stubby arms. Those would help him. And he was also in pretty great shape from all the mini hoops he's been playing. It's true. Yeah, that like little wrist arc yeah. for mini boardwalk hoops. But it's it's the difference between push-ups and planks where it's like, all right, Tino's a fucking contractor. He's just lifting cement bags, so he doesn't have nice-looking muscles at all. But his like holding strength is like weirdly a ton. Yeah, that's true. And it's pain honestly, tolerance. A lot of times, like the weirdest people can do core like plank exercises for the longest. Dude, Hundo B. Like this one time, I was like, uh, I think one summer I tried uh, to like gain weight to look larger. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the concept. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Uh, I was like, all right, um, and I, you know, still wanted to eat stuff I liked. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make a smoothie every day. (laughs) (laughs) Like have a bunch of Greek yogurt, orange juice, like put peanut butter and all my shakes. And like, I don't know. I don't think the endorphins had kicked in fully. So I was, you know, it was on my birthright trip. I was pretty pudgy. I could show you a picture right now and you'd be like, you don't have muscles and you're a little pudgy. Mm-hmm. And I challenged my friend Wass. You know Wass? Yeah, I know Wass. I'm going to expose him right now on the podcast. Uh oh. Wass is fucking shredded, dude. Right. Wass has like washboard abs. And I was like, and I was working out a ton at the time, even though I was pudgy. And I was like, I could beat you in a plank. He's like, no way. <laughs> and we did a plank. I like off a of sheer willpower, chip on my shoulder, looking pudgy as all hell. At the ab exercise, the plank, I outlasted him. Dude, that's so dope. But it doesn't matter because I fucking looked like shit, dude. Dude. That's kind of that's kind of what Tino was doing with the Cheese King thing. Uh, that that matchup must have looked like uh, Little Dicky versus um, Sala from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Back when you had your your uh, your cut from, from uh, Birthright, you know, the, the long fro and like little doughy, little out of shape. Oh, yeah, dude. And, and then, you know. Was full hairy athlete mode. Yes, yes. <laughs> and n- none of the girls on Birthright were watching that contest. Tough. They were all hanging out. They were all hanging out with each other? Yeah, it sucks to be them, dude. Yeah, man. Honestly, dude, you should have had a Gabby freak out and try, like, been like, why do you guys, I come over here, you play football with yourselves. Why are you not coming and hanging out with me? Why aren't you watching me and Wasp do planks against <laughs> each other? Why aren't you doing that? Dude, you should be allowed to make stranger women watch you do watch you do like menial athletic stuff. Yo, watch, watch me do clap push-ups. Yo, you girls walking out of Loco, we're going to go to Ringer Park and uh, throw a football. We're gonna see who can throw it the longest. Yeah, I mean honestly, like punting a punting a ball really high should work. I got ladies. it inside the five. Did you see me get it inside the five this time? You don't understand. It's not about distance. It's about control. <laughs> it's about getting it to stick. I punted the best. Yeah, man. I mean, all right. So who who are we moving on to now? Um, we can do a little. I mean, I don't want to do too much on Erich because his stuff is just sweet and a little sad. 
Like, like before we move off of Tyler, do you think it was a? Uh, I think it was a mistake of Tyler to like while Rachel's already clearly overwhelmed. Tyler's like, this is Mike, and this is Vinny, and this mm. is Sandra, and this is... It's just like, you're you're introducing her to everybody who works with you? Dude, it's like name? telling a puppy not to wag its tail, though. Like, Tyler just <laughs> has all this enthusiasm and love for the world. To him, like, his cousin that works at the pizza shop, that's, like, relevant. That's totally meaningful for her. And meanwhile, Rachel's, like, hiding in a bathroom and crying. Yeah, and I, I just want to give one last shout-out to that scene... I remember in the moment I was watching with uh, my sisters, Ryan. Shout out Mia, Kaylee, Ryan. Yep. Uh, they were all watching and they asked for a shout out uh, with me. And, uh, you know, Kay and Ryan haven't seen, and Mia mostly, haven't seen this season. And they were all screaming during that scene. And, like, it, was, it wasn't one of those scenes where it was awkward. I mean, it was obviously, like, hard to watch. But if that was in a rom-com, like, the dialogue works. It plays out. That was a sincere scene that was tight. Yeah, man. And impactful. It's so funny because we had a Gabby-Nate sad scene, too. But that one was not tight. Gabby was ugly crying and couldn't get the words out. And Nate was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening to me. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Don't, no, don't say sorry. Don't say sorry. Don't say sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay, Gabby. <laughs> but, like, I feel like the Tyler the Tyler clips, I God, I wish we had. Jamie, pull it up here. I yeah, wish wait, I can, you, can you show it up on the big projector, Jamie? Ty- yeah, Jamie, could you put up a bunch of um, Tyler quotations? for me in August to read. Yeah, about what what he said in this episode. He just, he nailed it. I literally texted August in the heat of the moment. Tyler's taking this like a champ. Yeah, I mean, respect up for Tyler. Tyler is going to be absolutely beloved by Bachelor Nation. Dude, this Monday we got Men Tell All. I don't think there's going to be a warmer reception from any Bachelorette contestant than Tyler. Batch Nation is going to love him. And while we're while we're talking about Bachelor Nation, uh, Bachelor Nation is also the YouTube channel mm-hmm. of uh, the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Um, we were perusing around this channel to try to you know refresh the old memory on what was going on here. Yeah, they have watched like, some film, pretend like we didn't wait four days to record the pod. Exactly. So they have some. Uh, interviews with people who are immediately like eliminated and Tyler's on here. So if we ever thought that uh, Tino's family bombing the interaction would bring Tyler back, which was one of my theories, like maybe she'd actually prefer Tyler. Uh, that's not the case because he's being interviewed on here indicating that he's eliminated. Right. Uh, well, we also saw a clip of him in the mental all. Yes. A little preview. He's definitely out of the game. He'll probably be the next bachelor, right? Yeah. Or maybe who you got between? Give me Logan, dude. Give yeah. me Logan. Yeah, it's true. Logan. Logan's been the goat this whole time. I mean, Logan's better for content for sure because I don't want a whole season of just this boy getting his heart broken by girls. Tyler's two one note. I don't think he'd be that interesting of a bachelor. I wouldn't personally be that excited. Besides uh, Logan, who you got? Is it Nate? I think. I mean, we still have six people left. It may be one of the guys we have. Yeah, I suppose it could be Nate, but that drama that came out about him dating two women at once, I think, would kind of stop that. 
Uh, but I, I really wanted to circle back here to some of the titles on Bachelor Nation's YouTube channel from mm-hmm. since eliminated uh, contestants. If you want to hear our thoughts on contestants, please go to our comprehensive tier list uh, released last episode with NyQuil Brendan. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> Some of the titles are, the full Ethan interview is called, Ethan's our baby back boy. Yep. And this is a direct reference to him calling uh, Tino a baby back bitch, which, uh, you know, having met his parents, I would say that uh, if Tino's a baby back bitch, then we got two full grown back bitches. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And also a lot of these YouTube videos, it's not just the one we saw have the phrase clickbait on the thumbnail indicating yep. that somebody like put clickbait for the, <laughs> uh, you know, YouTube, uh, social media person to switch to something that is clickbait. But a lot of them have say clickbait on the video. Right. And you know, as director of content strategy for Loverboys LLC, which I appreciate. Yeah, of course. I, um, you know, I know that you're supposed to put clickbait in the picture on YouTube. Like, you're supposed to type out, like, she said what? Or something like that. You're not supposed to write the word clickbait. <laughs> yeah, that's def- that do- definitely doesn't make me click on the video. No. The, the Ethan interview is titled, Ethan's our baby back boy. And the Quincy video is titled, Why Quincy Went Celibate. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the, the Quincy, it never once came up on the rest of the show because... The Bachelor is bad at making fun of things like this. But Quincy stepped out of the car on episode one and said, I want you guys to know my name is Prince. And then the thing underneath his name said Quincy. (laughs) 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 My name is Prince. And I want you to know that I have not made love in a year and a half. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I'm honestly, I didn't understand that title. I thought he went like celibate since the show. And I was like, well, you never like got the fall. Yeah, right. He didn't fall either of uh, Gabby or Rachel. So him going celibate from losing the bachelor would have been hilarious. Yeah, but no, it's the year and a half. I do remember that from his intro. This is just a life choice of his. It's great to open up to uh, women on the first line and tell them how long it's been since you've had sex and have it be like a medium to long amount of time. It's not your life. Right. It's a year and a half. Yes. Interesting, Quincy. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I don't think you couldn't torture that information out of me if I had spent a year and a half not, uh, not falling. (laughs) Yeah. Seen fall. Um, (laughs) anyways, we have some more families to cover. I like barely even want to talk about Erich. It was so sad. Yeah. So his dad, when they did the interview, at his family's house in, I'm going to say, rural California somewhere. Yes. Um, you know, I say yes, I have no idea. Yeah. It, it, so his family, um, they were in the middle of a fight with cancer. His dad was, like, very ill, clearly. And, you know, at the end of the episode, they flashed a little thing in loving memory of Eric's dad. They said his name, but I don't remember it. Um, it was just a really, like, sincere, sweet thing. Like, there's nothing funny to say about it. I think Eric nailed the date, you know. He sat Gabby down under a tree and talked about, like, the emotional significance of the tree, you know, because his dad had sat there when they first got the cancer diagnosis. It's just, it's it's not stuff that really can be covered in a funny dude's podcast. There is zero doubt in my mind. Bookmark this. Yep. Rachel is ending up with Zach. Mm-hmm. Gabby is ending up with Erich. Yeah, Gabby Erich feels like, uh, I mean, 
as big a favorite as I've ever seen. Dude, you cannot leave your in process of passing from cancer dad to go on The Bachelorette and to pretty much nail everything thus far. I suppose, you know, he's acted normal enough. He's said the right things. He might be a little on the boring side, especially for Gabby, but like she seems really into him and not end up with Gabby. Especially yeah, when it revealed in the credits that Erich's dad passed and this episode was in memoriam to him. I, I don't see Erich losing. Yeah, man. I mean, especially if you consider so the producers took Logan away. That's one Gabby guy gone. She took Nate away. She's down to three guys, and two of them are Jason and Johnny. Johnny, not interested in marriage. Jason, arguably interested in marriage, but, like, has reservations and certainly is anxious about it. I think it's Erich by a mile. Yeah. I can't even really, you know, crazy shit has to happen in the Mexico episode two weeks from now. It's in Mexico? It's in Mexico. Wow. The, uh, you know... And the little cutaways showed something of Gabby crying and canceling something. I, I mean, they left it pretty vague, but it looks like some weirdo shit's about to go down. As I'm, it always does. Yep. I'm going to guess that either Johnny or Jason reveals to her that they are not interested in marrying. And, you know. Yes. That will make Gabby very sad. Um, and honestly, thinking about this whole dynamic... Because, I mean, again, Erich rocks. His family, so sweet, sincere, love them. But this whole dynamic of marrying at the end of the show, I think I'm ready to be anti that. Yeah, this show doesn't have to be about marriage. It rarely is. I mean, at the end of last season, um, you know, Clay and Susie, they rejected marriage and then just started dating from Instagram DMs right after. Yeah, it should just be that you get to have like a super advanced uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, I think once the TV part ends, most of them either break up or do that. I think we've only had like four lasting legitimate marriages stick around after this show, which considering we're in season 22 is that is bizarrely low. Yeah. Like there's a ton of people breaking off engagements after this thing. I think we recently looked this number up. I think it's six. Oh, is it six? I think so. I got Which that is wrong. still out of all the seasons. Ludicrously low. Yeah. I mean, it's still less than a third. I think Aaron Rodgers' brother, I think, is still with that. <laughs> no woman. way. That's yeah. so sick. Um, so let's hit the other families uh, before we get out of here. Yeah. Definitely less to go off of. Um, yeah, Johnny, I learned almost nothing from Johnny's family. Johnny's dad is named John. Great. Um, <laughs> his brother and his best friend both look kind of like him. Yeah. He's from Florida. Could you have guessed that? I know I could have. Yeah, I could have figured that one out. <laughs> He's weird as hell, dude. Mm -hmm. Why are people from Florida weird? Like, it's one of those trite things that people say. But I've definitely met some weird people from Florida that, like, not weird in, like, a they're sketchy or they're, like, they're just kind of, I've used this word before on the podcast, but, like, people from Florida seem a little inexplicable. I don't know what they're like culturally, really. Yeah, man. It's by far the most different state. You know, I, I guess you could do Alaska and Hawaii are hella different, but of the lower 48, as they're called, what the fuck is Florida? I've met people from Arizona who are a little weird, but yeah, Florida kind of takes the cake where it's like, 
you don't act like anything really. Right. Where it's like Texas, people in Texas probably act a little bit like people in Oklahoma. You'd have to imagine, right? Right. People from the Midwest are from the Midwest. Yes. People in Indiana will remind you of people in Illinois. <laughs> people from New Jersey have already spoken to you about it. Yep. People from Nebraska remind me of people from Iowa. People from Europe have a funny voice. Yes. <laughs> people from Canada remind me of people from Minnesota. People from South America speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to see how long we can do that. Man. People from... People from Mexico remind me of people from New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, man. I was... That's pretty good. I had one more thing before we get out of here. Okay. Um, wait, wait. Was there any family that we completely didn't cover? We, uh, oh, Jason. Zach. Zach's uncle is Patrick Warburton from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. There's no fun that we can, like, I, you know, I could do an impression of Putty, but I, there's nothing fun that we can do about that. I thought that was just... I didn't remember who it was. I feel like I met like 14 parents today. So well, the funniest when thing, I watched the episode. Dude, the funniest thing is your stream was a little ahead of mine. So you texted me like, this guy rocks. And then Patrick Warburton shows up on my screen five seconds later. I'm like, that's the fucking Emperor's new group. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Rachel, you're a... I can't even do voice. No, do it. Do it, Cole. Rachel, you're a <laughs> no. Nah, this is this is the Rock. This is the Rock slash Obama slash. Kind of sounds like uh, Peter Griffin's friend from Family Guy. That I think that guy's also Patrick Warburton. Hey, Peter. Yeah. Hey, hey, I was just on my wheelchair. Uh, hey, Rachel, you're a fantastic girl. What is I this? Think you're you're right for Zach. <laughs> Zach's a good boy. <laughs> Yeah, this sucks. This yeah, is such a we bad... stink, dude. <laughs> Man, where is um? I mean, we don't even know anybody that does that type of impression, do we? Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. <laughs> wait, no, wait, hold on. It's me, Putty. I'm Putty from Seinfeld. Yeah, Rachel. <laughs> God damn it! This sucks ass. We dude. stink, Ryan. You want to be on here. Ryan, this Get is a on good pod, career bro. opportunity for you to be on my podcast. Yes. Clip this of us trying to do the Seinfeld <laughs> Emperor's New Groove guy and send it to Ryan and be like, you sure, bro? Yeah, you sure? You sure about that? You That's ever not heard, why? Yeah, this doesn't have happen in the real estate space, dude. This could be a good opportunity for you. Yeah. All right. One last thing. Um, seriously, fuck The Bachelor for condensing this season so much. Because, like, straight up, I didn't even know that... I didn't know about, like, Eric's parents, and apparently Gabby did. There were so many things that they talked about in this episode that were not on the air previously because they'd been cutting so much because there's too many fucking people. There's too many people, and they've had to manufacture a lot of drama this season, like... Yeah, and in a way that, like, reality TV doesn't even usually go, like... The manufactured drama last season was this girl's crazy and this other girl's talking shit. This season, it's just been like two guys having a conversation that clearly was given to them by the, by the production team. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And watching highlights of seasons that we haven't seen because this is our second season of watching this show. Like 
there are definitely some more electric characters in the past. And I don't know if like the Clayton season was better or if just like, yeah, I'm getting sick of the bachelor after like my second season. No, no, this one's definitely worse though, because like in last season, you know, you had Shanae stick around for like four weeks they let the crazy people cook on this on that show. This time around, they have no time for it. They just basically there's so many dudes that one of them is gonna tattle, and then the fucking crazy guy's gone. Like you think Hayden could have probably made it to like week six? Yeah, but it, I like I also like him not making it because it's like yeah, duh, he doesn't make it. Like it's it makes it feel more real. When I, Shanae kept getting through, it was like fucking nuts that they did. You know what it is? If they had more time to show us stuff, Tino would have said something wild. Because we yes. saw a wild Tino moment in week six where he was like, I'm the cheese king. How come I didn't win? Uh. Yeah, but then also Tino is just the most boring human. Like my family like hated only... Tino when they Dude, watched it. I've hated Tino for like weeks. Where he's just like kind of dead staring into the camera and being like, I just feel like my connection with you is like super strong and you make <laughs> me feel like incredibly happy and I'm yeah. falling for you. Yeah, he's stoned Italian Clayton. That's who he is. Yeah. In his heart, he's Clayton, but like, you know, had a pot gummy fucking 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, whatever, man. I, you know, a 23-year-old bitching about reality TV is not really fun to listen to, so I'm going to cut it here. Uh, this has been Lover Boys. We're starting to hate this show, man. This thing's grating on us. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. We're, we're going to work on that. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>